The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. Let some things be retrograde. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Steph. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's That's So Retrograde. It's your friends. We're here. We are still here against all odds, against everything 2020 has tried to do. We are still here. Take that. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little. Mm -hmm. We're recording this on a Monday, November 2nd. Mm -hmm. Our show comes out on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. So we have no idea what the world is going to look like. Mm -hmm. A lot of big things happening this week. Oh my God, you saying that, I almost just started crying. Really? Yeah. That's like such a spooky thing to think about. Because you're going to be 35 by the time this drops? First of all, I'm turning 28. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Honestly, being 35 is the best. No, I know. I mean... You don't even have to leave your house. (laughs) And like, here's the thing about life as a 35-year-old. You just stay home all the time. You can work from home. (laughs) That's been my year. No, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Part of me thinks it's so great turning 35. Like, I'm so grateful. Like, it's just, I I think it's awesome to be alive. And the other part of me is like, whoa, like, this feels like such an age. Like, I haven't had an age that felt like an age since I turned 30. Right. And even before then, probably like 21 or something. Like, those five-year increments will do it to you, for sure. Yeah, and this one's just like, I feel like an adult. I felt that I had that exact same internal conversation and I was like, but, but I was like, but wait, I'm 35. I've, I've been an adult. Right. Like, yeah, you've been an adult for like a while, but like, but it feels official. Yeah. And like, it doesn't help that when I tell people I'm 35, they're like, whoa, you look like 26. And I'm like, well, okay. Like, thank you so much. But also, it makes me put it puts like your consciousness in a weird place where you're like, well, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm like, hold on, let me pull right. out my grandma card. I got to get my ARP card out and show you, you know, how arthritic my joints are. <laughs> feel it. I do feel it. So I don't know. I'm excited. I feel like a lot of people say this is when your life begins. It's definitely a weird time. I'm sure there's other people listening who are turning an age tomorrow as well. And it's definitely a weird time to celebrate your own self in the context of just full chaos and fucking destruction. But hopefully there's some lights inside of this uh, volcanic eruption that is capitalism and democracy. And we have some wins in key places. I don't know what else to say, well guys. Said. I, I'm, it's it's hard to future predict when the election is 
in fact, tomorrow when we've recorded this. So we thought to ourselves, okay, when we were planning the calendar, what type of conversation would we want to have the week of the election? We really put our heads together. You know, I was reminded uh, of something that someone is trying to gift me for my birthday, actually, as we speak. And that's mushrooms of the psychedelic variety. I have a friend who's going to show up at my place in, you know, what, 45 minutes with a bag of mushrooms for me. And I thought, how selfish of me to take that only for myself. And I said, Elizabeth, you know what our audience needs? (laughs) They need a journey into the unknown. Yes. So we called upon our friends at the Sabina Project. You're like, I can see you thinking like, well, that conversation never happened. I was just making that up. (laughs) And um, so the Sabina Project is a Black-led psychedelic education training and harm reduction program. And their founders, Charlotte and Dre, are fantastic. They bring so much knowledge Get ready to be learning. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I learned a bunch of new words. Yeah. I learned a bunch of new kinds of psychedelics, a lot of stuff I didn't know, a lot of different healing ceremonies that are illegal that I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I took a lot of notes. So we're really excited to bring this convo to you guys. Hope everybody is feeling good, mm-hmm. taking deep breaths. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Excited to learn something new. So without further ado, here is Charlotte and Dre. Pop in a little bite of a mushroom, take your microdosing self out for a walk and learn about more psychedelics, friends. Guys, today we are excited because we are talking about a subject that many, many of you have uh, inquired to us about because I guess we just scream um, we're on drugs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we have with us today Charlotte James and Jay Wright of the Sabina Project, and they are going to walk us through the medicinal journeys of psychedelics in all of their facets, including other things they are doing with education, training, and harm reduction. And we're just so excited to have them on the show. So hi, guys. Hey. Welcome. So as soon as I said we scream we're on drugs, I was like, oh, that's disrespectful to the medicine staff. What's wrong with you? So (laughs) why don't you um, just drop right in and tell us about the Sabina Project, and then we can get into more specifics on uh, psychedelic questions that I know our listeners are burning to know about. So we are a Black-led platform for psychedelic education, training, harm reduction, virtual ceremonies, and integration Uh, all in one place. And really the motivation and the mission behind our work is to return reverence to sacred earth medicines, medicine ways, and seeing ancestral practice as a form of harm reduction. Cool. Yes. We named our organization after Maria Sabina. Mm -hmm. She's a Southern Mexican curandera who, you know, used mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms in traditional ceremonies that were called veladas. And she's frequently credited as like a person who introduced the West to mushrooms and this form of sacred earth medicine. And, you know, the history of that is actually, it's challenged and a little tainted that a lot of her story was shared non-consensually and had really severe consequences for her in her community. She was excommunicated because of her 
sharing this ceremony with Westerners who then shared their experience in a very, very public way. Mm-hmm. And when um, was this? This is in the 60s. 60s. R. Gordon Watson. Yes, R. Gordon Watson. He was part of his journey, part of his trip was CIA funded, actually. I'm so fascinated to peel back the layers of how this could have gone down the road with like a larger cultural thing. And then yeah. they were like, the people are seeing too much. We can't let them know. Yeah, the yeah, 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 exactly. So it was like right at that height, you know, he, Albert Hoffman, who's uh, really well known for synthesizing a number of psychedelics, he like brought psilocybin back from Mexico, shared it with Hoffman, who then synthesized it. That led to a lot of sort of the last 50, 60 years of history with psychedelic research. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of our work is about paying respect to our ancestors. Absolutely. And she is one of our ancestors and relatives who has been largely erased. Her story has been largely erased from the psychedelic space. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of, of background about mm-hmm. this. And how project. did you guys come together to be these people who are leading these journeys for others? What's your mm. uh, history there? How do we come together? I guess at first we came together because you gave me, you fucking called me on the telephone. Yeah, yeah. She had seen another practitioner who had done combo treatments. And that's what and, you were doing. Huh? That's what you were doing? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. yeah. And then she, uh, I guess she and saw wait, the mark. Sorry, not to interrupt you again, but I know people are going to be, what the fuck is that? What What is combo while we're here? <laughs> the combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> combo is a medicine uh, that we use to help pe- support people in the healing practice. It's uh, the green tree monkey frog. It's from South America. The Mises with the, the Yawanama tribes use this medicine. And what we do is we expose your lymphatic system to this medicine by opening what we call gates. And within about 15 minutes, the person has a, a purge. You know, the actually what happens is your immune system, your, your entire immune system, your endocannabinoid system all reacts at the same time to, you know, purge all toxins and trauma out of your body within about 15 minutes. And then what people will normally describe after doing three treatments within a 28-day lunar cycle, that's this is important, that for the next six weeks, they feel like this lightness, uh, the strength, this clarity mm-hmm. that intensifies for about six weeks and lasts for about 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so it's like, uh, you know, in terms of like strengthening your immune system, like what a great practice to do in terms of like removing any stored trauma uh, mm-hmm. from things that happen in our lives. Being human is, is, can be pretty traumatic. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. The West approaches like illness from like the symptoms. Our practice is about the root cause, which is all, all, all illness comes from uh, like spiritual trauma, right? Spiritual trauma manifests itself into mental and physical, right? So we want to heal that and then we heal uh, the entire, the entire organism. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful medicine. I found in my experience for clearing that stuff out, Mm -hmm. giving clarity, giving some more clarity um, or supporting clarity, and then sort of opening the path to be able to manifest a whole new host of thoughts that I had not even considered, Uh, you know, like having the empowerment to, because the ceremony itself is really challenging. And so I felt very strong afterwards, you know, and like empowered in my ability to withstand challenge. And Mm -hmm. I think that gave a foundation for just being able to like envision more for myself and then actually go after that. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you, if you could imagine most of us are walking, walking around 
with like a weighted vest. You know those weighted vests they use in exercise and, and like weights on their ankles, right? So it's like all of this trauma, all of the story uh, that we just carry around with us. And we're not even, we're just so used to carrying around it that it doesn't even feel heavy. And then you do combo treatment and those weight, weight vests, yeah. that 60 pound vest is off, those ankle weights are off, and now you're running at optimal, your, your entire body, you know. Uh, and then the other thing to consider is about why this is important is we have about 70 trillion worshipers, each one of us, right? Those are all the cells in your body, right, that are, that are expressly uh, devoted to you, the, 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 the organism. And then if you give them that, that deep cleaning and love, like what, think about all the things that you can create and do, right? All the, all the illnesses yeah. that you can relieve yourself of. That's so beautifully said. I've never heard it described like that. Uh, I feel like there's like 20 different directions we can go in this conversation. You guys are such a, a deep wealth of knowledge and we have so many questions around psychedelics, but I want to get into specifically being a Black-led sacred earth medicine educators. You know, I don't know many people in the BIPOC community who are voices for this. It could just be that I am not tapped in which would make sense. I know how important it is to, to have voices like yours in the space and, and to bring it back to, I feel like the, I, we witness, I think in LA, like there's just such like a whiteification of this stuff. And also like a party as we've gone on yeah. to do this show for, you know, almost six years. Yeah. Like we see it and, <laughs> and to really like root down into its purpose and the radical transformation that comes from it and all those things. Talk to us about the significance of that for you guys. So go, I, I guess we could, you know, back to the question of how yeah. we met each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, cause this leads into it this. ties perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she, uh, so when she saw the, the, the gates uh, uh, on this, on this young woman, there's two says, dots, right? That's how you get it. It's like it. It depends. So, um, it's like between five and eight, usually three and eight. Okay. Right. It depends on the person, depends what the needs, what the yeah, uh, yeah. spirit leads us. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> she sees these marks and she says, "Oh, I bet." You know what you said. You said. I was that. like, I knew what combo was, and I had literally just started thinking about race and psychedelics because I've been doing. You know, I also come from a background where I was like, I do a bunch of drugs, y'all. But like, really, I was exploring my psyche without realizing it. I just was having to do it in a warehouse, you know, instead of a ceremony. Oh my God. Listen, electric dance music really brings out the spirits. I get it. (laughs) What's funny is that like, I feel like I'm now integrating those experiences, like being in those spaces with so many people and there's a lot of energy and you're dancing and moving your body. Like it is, that is healing. We just put this party lens on it so that you don't come out of it being like, Hey friends, like while we're scarfing down pancakes at the diner, like, do you want to have a conversation about like how that experience felt for you? And you know what I'm saying? So like, even that can be integrated. And I think this is, we frequently go on a lot of, we both smoke a lot of cannabis and do uh, sacred earth medicine. So the tangent factor here is high, but, um, you know, we're not- You've come to the right place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, friends. (laughs) So we're never saying like, that's why we try to use this term sacred earth medicine, right? Because there is no hierarchy for us. You can have a ceremony with MDMA 
you can prepare for MDMA and you can integrate MDMA after going to a warehouse in the same way that you could sit with psilocybin or LSD or these other medicines and like make ceremony out of it. It's really about how you make ceremony out of your life. It's the sense setting and the relationship you build. We're not saying like, don't have a recreational time because recreation is healing as well. Mm -hmm. It's just about like building that intention before you go into it so that you have like a guiding compass for your journey. For us, what happened was when she called me, she was like, I want to do a, she wanted to do black led ceremonies. And I was like, well, and you know, 20 minutes she's telling me and she's elegant and beautifully spoken she was breaking it down and I was like well I as a healer don't actually support that right I, I don't support isolating people or discriminating against anybody to come to the ceremony like if you're there to do the work I'm I'm there for you however there is a real there is significant issues in the BIPOC community where we go to ceremonies yeah. we're the only person in the room and again usually it's some white dude who is telling me that, oh, yeah, I know that you're dealing with structural racism, but you just got to get over that. You got to let go. It's not about that. You know, you got to transcend. And then now you're causing me, now I'm open, right? And I'm very open to susceptible to trauma. And now you've you've actually re-traumatized me. You've made the trauma even worse. So what we we went to this conference she took me to, after I thought I was going to give her a lesson, she was very beautiful and gentle, right? So this is a lesson for people dealing with older people, right? Young folks and elder people. Like when older people open their mouth and give you their opinion, if you tell them their opinion is stupid, you've already shut the conversation <laughs> down, right? So then, you, so what she said was, oh, that's interesting. Come to a conference. I have a free ticket. Come to this conference with me this weekend. I go to a conference and the room is full of these beautiful black and brown humans who are like, yo, I feel alone in this in this movement and and I don't feel safe in these environments because I keep having some white dude telling me that my problems are really not problems. I just need to get over them, right? So that's what that's why Sabina Parvis was Sabina was created. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful and that's something that when any movement in culture emerges, it comes out so so full of rage and so full of right. aggression, right? Like and there's so many different avenues and it's because there's been a repression and then it's like, and now we're here, you know, like we saw when Me Too happened. It was like, cancel, 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 cancel. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Black Lives Matter happened. It's like everything on these. And it's like, and then I'm like, okay, peel back. Like, what are the things that we really need to address in order to like really shift the culture and the consciousness? And like, I love that you're saying that because I feel like that's the thing that nobody's really talking about that needs to be addressed, which is like, the ancestral trauma of being in a black body, especially in this country and the way that it has structured, like you have belief systems that are just given to you that are in your body from so long ago that we could never, that we don't have. And to like not acknowledge that or not give light to that will never, we can never heal as a society without unpacking that. And, but you know, in the same way, like we all have to decolonize our minds. Yes. Mm-hmm. As black folks in the U.S., we've been given a set of beliefs. As white folks in the U.S., y'all have been given a set. As a woman, totally. I have a certain set of beliefs. As a man, he has. That's all these things that are like given to us. This is one of the. We're Jews. We right. get it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, this is one of the things we talk about. Is like, what are the things that you know, and what are the things that you know because other people are telling you that. Boom. Right? Ooh. Like, what's, what do you know from your experience that is your truth? Right. Right. And like, that's getting into that 
quieting that all the outside right. so that you can clear the monkey mind right. and like center right. into the innate voice that you have that is guiding you right. in life. But we are all so frequently just trained to ignore. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it is about all of us taking responsibility for our own transformation, all of us taking responsibility for how we've been colonized. Because also, white folks, there are European shamanic traditions. Yes. There was a pre-colonial time when none of us right. were in such challenged relationship with the land, with each other, with these medicines. Like, And so it's how do we get back to all of us connecting into our indigenous animistic ancestral roots yeah we want to know the like what's out there what's available yeah because i feel like a lot of our 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 listeners you know i was surprised we did a live show last year in arizona and like a lot of them were like can you tell us about psychedelics and like we didn't we don't have too much experience and i feel like people for us like we're so exposed to mushrooms like everyone's doing them all the time i feel like so i kind of take for granted that there's a large population of people that have little exposure to this, but are very, very curious. And I think the curiosity to your point, Dre, is like, is really them being called to like a deeper level of healing. So I want to, I really want to get your, you know, your expertise on like, what's out there? What are we using Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. for? And like, you know, you guys are an incredible resource for those journeys, but also just for the information itself. So I would say like to make this really uncomplicated for those people who are still at this point listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I hope right? they're still listening. If you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> right? These medicines are calling you, right? Because you you wouldn't be attracted yeah. to this frequency, right? If you weren't ready to hear this information, right? Right. So this is about like right. like trusting your 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 natural instincts to say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to turn on this podcast today, or you might be just I just happen to fall upon this podcast. This message is for you. Okay, we are trying something new. We're switching it up. This is the point in the show where we're talking about what we're drinking, what we're consuming, and what we're putting on our face, thanks to this week's advertisers. You guys know that all we really want is to be beverage and beauty influencers, (laughs) so that's where we're at right now. (laughs) And I'm so excited to shout out our first partner because I have been truly, truly obsessed with them since the second they arrived at my doorstep. We're talking about Peak Tea. Peak Tea is so incredible. It is like little tea packets that delivers concentrated antioxidants and nutrients to support healthy immunity, digestion, and weight management. They have these crystallization, these like crystallized pieces of tea called cold crystallization technology. And they're so delicious, not to mention they're so good for you. So I'm currently obsessed with the electric turmeric. I make like a nighttime tonic. I, I interchange. Oh my gosh, same. I love that one too. Yeah. So I interchange electric turmeric and then the mint is like. Daytime pick me up. Yeah. Daytime pick me up. But I also like it at night because instead of eating like a mint chocolate chip cookie or having like a mint chocolate chip ice cream, I make a mint peak tea with oatly latte. And yes, it's so great. And then oh, I wanted to say something about the turmeric is that it's fermented, which is really important because it makes it easily absorbed to support a healthy inflammation response. They use the same 250 year old fermentation method that they use in 
Okinawa, Japan, which is one of the world's longest living populations, which is so cool. We love centarians. Is that the hundred year old people? I, I don't know. I don't know. But you mentioned their cold crystallization technology, which extracts the active ingredients in superfoods at their maximum potential. It like captures it and then peak dissolves within seconds in cold or hot water. Drink it on the go. You can add it even to smoothies. There's like zero prep. I have this cute little station with my like hot water thing and then all the different peak teas out. And it's just like a fun real pick me up at when I'm home all day long. I haven't mentioned this one, but I'm also a big fan of the hibiscus beauty elixir. And I just want to say that they have over 20 different flavors of tea. So go on over to their website. That's peaktea.com, P-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E-A.com. And you can peruse, see what tickles your fancy and then put a slash retrograde in there and you'll get 5% off your first order. And you guys, they never do discounts. So we're so excited that we're able to offer you one today. Again, as Steph said, that's peaktea.com slash retrograde. Head over there right now and you'll get 5% off your first order. That's peaktea.com slash retrograde. Peak tea, the tea for radiant health. So true. Now we are moving on to another partner that we are so excited to have on. They are Arvani. Guys, Arvani is a premium skincare company inspired by India's ancient beauty rituals, combining powerful yet gentle Indian inspired ingredients like turmeric. Hi, what is that? The theme of the day? <laughs> and I guess. almond oil, which are clinically proven to improve the look and feel of skin. So the name is centered around the word Rani, which in Hindi means queen. Female power and strength are the core to this brand. And they are free of mineral oil, parabens, sulfites, and synthetic fragrances of all the good stuff. Animal cruelty, be gone, clean ingredients, handcrafted in the, in the States. We love Arvani. So I am so obsessed with their idea of fuck your routine, find your ritual. We obviously love rituals of all kind. And this sounds right up our alley. Arvani is modernizing Indian rituals for all women, and it's all natural, clean ingredients, and they use super ingredients like turmeric, as Steph said, almond oil, and neem. And when I was healing my skin, I got super into products with neem, and it is such a healing, non-irritating ingredient. And I was so excited when we discovered this brand because I was like, oh, beautiful. Neem. So the glow activating exfoliator, which I have been using for the past few weeks, is made with turmeric, honey, and neem. And I fucking love it. It is such a game changer. It's a mask, but it's also this like exfoliating experience. So you put it on and you leave. I like to leave it on for like five, 10 minutes, let it all dry, and then take it off with like a, a warm washcloth. And it's then you're like fully exfoliating as you're taking it off. It's fabulous. It brightened my skin. There's this light but natural scent. And then the jojoba beads exfoliate everything. It's just, you know, my skin kind of felt like a baby's butt afterwards, if I'm being real. I felt that too. And I was also so just happy that the scent was so mellow. Like I thought I really was like afraid to open the jars because I'm always afraid to open the jars. And I was <laughs> like, oh, 
this is so chill. It's not going to create like a weird hive on my face because a lot of times when you have like super active ingredients, that's what happens. And this was not yeah. the case here at all. And then after I did the Galactivating Exfoliator, I threw on the Softening Hydra Whip, which is made with coconut oil, shea and rosehip seed oil. And it has that like perfect moisturizer where it's really hydrating, but also really light. I felt the same way. And there's no parabens, no sulfites. No fragrances. It's handcrafted in the U.S. and cruelty-free. So, guys, let's fuck our routines and find a new ritual. We've got a very special code for listeners. So, if you go to arvani.com slash retrograde, that's spelled A-A-V-R-A-N-I dot com slash retrograde, and use code retrograde, they're offering our listeners 20% off their first order. They never do discounts, so this is very fun and special for you guys. They sold out pretty early in the holiday season last year. So with the holidays coming up, gift a ritual set to someone you love and share the gift of glowing skin. That's Arvani. Get the That's So Retrograde seal of approval when it comes to natural skincare, guys. We are big, big fans. That's A-A-V-R-A-N-I dot com slash retrograde, guys. Check it out. And then finally, we are shouting out a really fun protein situation we're talking new to the kitchen yes how are you feeling about this elizabeth we're talking about orgain guys i'm feeling really great you know me i'm not one to love a protein powder because what is in them tend to scare me but this one's dairy free soy free gluten free lactose free vegan non-gmo and zero sugar and includes pea protein chia seeds, organic brown rice, and organic fiber. And it doesn't taste gross. It tastes delicious. I love to throw this with a banana, some ice, some other fruit. I like some blueberries, a little almond butter. Go to town. Not sure if we said the name so loudly, so I'm going to say it's Orgain, guys. Orgain has all kinds of organic products to fit your active lifestyle, nutrition shakes, protein powders, like Elizabeth was describing, I like the nutrition shakes to go when I'm in the car and I'm like driving so far from home and I get that like really sleepy, oh, I'm so far, I don't have anything to eat. I just pull that out of my bag and I'm like, okay, that's perfect. They have protein powders, meal powers, bars, and they even have almond milk. Organ products are food-based and full of organic vitamins and minerals that taste delicious and provide maximum nutrition. I have been drinking the vanilla clean protein shakes in my car and they are such a delight. I don't get any weird tummy problems. I'm into the chocolate ones. Oh, wow. Look at us us go. Yeah, you're right. They're such a great filling, nutrition-packed little thing for for when you're a gal or guy on the go. We love it. Can't believe I'm still a gal on the go in the pandemic. It's like, (laughs) if I don't get a break now, when will I? (laughs) Speaking of pandemic, you know, Orgain ships right to our door. So you can also set up reoccurring deliveries and get your favorite products delivered to you for free. So thanks to Orgain, we finally found a really great clean product that can help us stay healthy and maximize our nutrition. And right now you can save 20% off your first order. Plus when you subscribe, you can save even more, go to tryorgain.com slash retrograde. That's T-R-Y-O-R-G-A-I-N.com slash retrograde for 20% off your first order plus extra savings when you subscribe. That's tryorgain.com slash retrograde. Ooh, I'm going to make a smoothie. Okay. Don't get too excited there. <laughs> um, You know what I am excited about though? Going back to the show? That's right, sis. All right, let's do it. 
So there's all kinds of sacred plant animal medicines. You know, you have DMT, right? So you have DMT and then and from Bufo is 5-MAO-DMT. So that's a naturally occurring DMT right. versus NN. And which is not natural, which is from like changa, or it, it can be you know chemically derived. Uh, yeah, like mimosa hostilis. Mimosa hostilis is, is also beautiful. So the interesting part of this conversation is that I feel like, in my mind, I was like, okay, let me make a list right now. Right. Because there's like synthetics and non-synthetics. Interestingly, pretty much everything derives can be derived naturally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, and also, I don't. We don't despair against the ma- the man-made substances. Yeah, no. Where, um, you know, LSD, MDMA. C two C two C B two C two C B. Oh yeah, I heard, I heard about that one. Yeah, that's where I got my carpet. <laughs> yeah, right. But all, all great medicines. There's ayahuasca, a uh, grandmother medicine, and there's also other practices like sweat lodge. Sweat lodge or vision quests mm-hmm. is a, a great way to release DMT. You know, if you if you dance around a maypole for for four to seven days without food or water. You're gonna trip on some DMT. You're gonna try. You're gonna have that DMT release in your body. So there's all kinds of ways uh, of getting there. We know that uh, acacia is a really good uh, medicine. We, we mentioned iboga uh, yeah. before. Uh, little teachers, mushrooms, and then there's so many varieties of mushrooms. And probably the first thing, the the first medicine that was responsible for exploding, the, expanding our brains, you know, past the reptilian stage and getting us to really de- develop this really good default de- node network was probably mushrooms. Yeah, we were right? just out there heavy. eating them, being like, mm, food. And they're like, whoa, food. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we can talk. Where did <laughs> yeah, that yeah. come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I think, you know, in terms of things that people may come across more easily right, than others, cannabis, right? But then, you know, because of the partification, which we talked about earlier, like, MDMA is frequently something that will come across. Like we're saying like, yes, you're called to the medicine, but then what are you likely, what may come into your space and or what's readily available in your space. So medicines that you could explore on your own or with friends, with a, you know, a community that you trust could be like MDMA, LSD, lower doses of psilocybin. Um, there's a lot about ketamine-assisted therapy. I'm so now. into that. Oh, yeah, we forgot about ketamine-assisted therapy. Yeah. Ketamine yeah. is wild. Yeah, so there's ketamine-assisted therapy. MDMA, LSD, and psilocybin are all currently being researched again for their healing properties. So, you know, while we, like, want to lean on ancestral practice, it is cool to have these, like, modern innovations that, or contemporary innovations that, can give us more insight into what the medicine is doing. Right. And it also helps with sustainability because exactly. some of these medicines, they're, they're problematic, you know, like Bufo. I've never heard of that. Bufo olivaris, uh, the Sonoran uh, desert toad. That's 5-MeO-DMT. Right, right. Oh, right. okay. So Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, there was an article about Mike Tyson doing doing this medicine. Really great for transcendence, right? Yeah. For getting to the place where you realize your power, like the little G power that we really do have to actually write our movie script on a day to day, once we've once you've removed the trauma, right? That that's been created from again parents loving us too much or not enough, mm-hmm. right? Right, and all the other experiences we've had as we've grown up, and you remove that trauma, then it's now like it's 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 really becomes about okay now I want to choose my own adventure. What do I want to become? What do I want to be like? And there is no limit limitations because remember we said at the beginning, if you ask those questions honestly. What is it that I know because I've actually experienced versus what is it that I know 
because someone has told me, you'll find that the list of what you really know is very, very small. Or right? like, what do I know just to be tr- true right. for me? Right, true, true. What is, what, what is better than true? And so, uh, so, that, so what we also encourage people is to, to question everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Testing your perspectives about any challenge your in all of your ideas, and you can still hold on to those ideas, knowing that they're your choice. But understand that it is your choice and perspective, right? right. Like, this is all what we move, what we live in now is is what we call the Maya or the illusion, right? Right, and so we can co-create that together to be this beautiful, loving place, right? Or if our perspective is that humans are horrible, angry. Destructive creatures, then that's exactly the reality that all of us yeah. are buying into it and creating. Yeah, yeah. And then the other ones that Dre touched on were ayahuasca, iboga, which comes from the Buiti tradition in the Congo. Mm-hmm. Ayahuasca comes from the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of ayahuasca curiosities because that's like the cool kid at the party right now. It yeah. is. That is one. So it's the cool kid at the party right now. Grandma. It is grandma mm-hmm. medicine. It is, what do you mean, grandma medicine? So there's grandmother and grandfather yeah. medicine. Okay. Uh, Pachuma, San so Pedro like, would be grandfather medicine, or uh, peyote. Peyote, peyote okay. cacti, right. and cacti, which is what we do in virtual ceremony, which is a tobacco snuff, a shamanic snuff. Those are grandfather medicines. And then Mapacho, I, uh, you mentioned Mapacho? Yeah, Mapacho and Hape. Okay, yep. It's really just sort of about like the masculine and feminine energy that the medicine comes with. Interesting. But, you know, this is what I would really encourage folks to say or to consider is we are living in like a heightened time of social media and aesthetic and Mm -hmm. influencers and all this kind of stuff. These medicines that that need to be facilitated, like Iboga, Ayahuasca, high doses of psilocybin, you really need to be listening to your intuition, but then asking these facilitators really some key questions to make sure that they are knowledgeable in the ways to support you if you enter a challenging journey. And I'm not talking about like what certification, what shaman certification do you have? Cause that's not it. Useless. That's useless, right? I can go tomorrow and pay $5,000 and be a shaman in three weeks. I won't be any more equipped than I am spending years observing and studying and sitting with the medicine and listening to the medicine and being a vessel for it. So we have on our site, there's like a guide that you can download that's totally free. And it's, I think it's like 12 questions Mm -hmm. that you can ask a facilitator to make sure just that this person is knowledgeable and has the tools within them to support you through this journey because ultimately it is you're doing the healing the medicine is healing you and you are healing yourself and the facilitator is there as a bridge or a guide Mm. but that bridge or guide needs to be a strong bridge so that if you falter they are there to like reground you or you know um help you move through a challenging yeah And and, and with that please be please be wary of two things Please do not project your own story onto your onto the people who are supporting you, and don't transfer your power. Right, this is your journey. You, the the best person to protect you is you. Mm-hmm. If your instincts tell you that it's an unsafe environment, you don't need to figure out why. Just don't just do don't it. Just don't do it. Right. Just don't. And another big, just more like beyond the intuitive red flags, but also just a practical one 
some of these medicines do have um, counterindications with contemporary medications, right? Like there are things that our ancestors didn't have to think about. Right, SSRIs. SSRIs, right? Like our ancestors were like, ooh, is my antidepressant going to interact badly? And so, you know, a red flag should be if you are participating in a guided ceremony and there is no health intake right. or health questions done right. prior to your ceremony because right. that is when, you know, that ultimately that really means that that person does not have your full care and protection right. in mind, right? Because it is, it does take us more time to have people fill out a 40 minute health intake and then sit with them for an hour and a half on the phone before they come and sit for combo ceremony. But like, we also have not had horror stories like some other people do, right? Like people are able to move through. What happens when you mix those? Yeah, things? I want to. I want to talk about the challenging. They're like, oh, you don't want moments. <laughs> I mean, in the worst, worst, worst case, um, there have been cases of. I mean, you know, death. No. People hurting themselves. Like people hurting themselves. Um, there's been sexual assaults. Mm-hmm. That people have experienced mm-hmm. um there uh, there's a lot of you know harm other yeah yeah you mean, gu- like, there's so a just because gu- like you glorification don't, you can't integrate no because they don't were you saying because they don't integrate yeah like is it because of the counterindication i don't know why i'm touching my head because it's like one hits and then one hits and then they just like explode and then you can't integrate it what happens <laughs> In a really, in the worst, worst case scenario, some of the things to look out for are if a person has experienced psychosis previously or schizophrenia, because sometimes these altered states can trigger. Right. Early onset. Early onset. But this is also something they say about cannabis as well. Like cannabis has the potential of creating early onset for schizophrenia. You know, this is anecdotal, right? What what we've also seen is people who have schizophrenia who uh, there's a couple of studies who have done psychedelics, they still have all the voices. They're just really friendly. Right. right. So, right. So, you know, but, you know, we do want to be, we want to be concerned with people who have like heart disease, like significant heart disease, because some of these medicines increase your heart rate or, or people who have significantly low blood pressure. We just want to know. We or epilepsy. Or epilepsy like, is another one that's, that's significant that we just want to be, we want to make sure people are properly hydrated or not overly hydrated. That's another issue. Some there's been instances where uh, uh, individual. Well, first of all, this is just my opinion. If you go into a ceremony and there's a hundred people at the ceremony, also a massive red flag. That's to be something like I don't. I don't know how you can uh, successfully su- support that many human beings. There's uh, also that's uh, and, so and much a, energy. Like that just fucking scares the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, so open, you know, and it's just like all these people. Like, what's coming in? Yeah, yeah. I think that's problematic. And you know, and you know, we know there's been cases in Florida where you know there's there's a group that does these large ceremonies, and they've had a, a patient drown, basically drink too much water and drown and kill and kill themselves. Fucking right? and, Florida. You know, I would say if you are facilitating these these, these experiences for people, you're responsible for protect keeping keeping yeah. the grave in a safe safe container. That's the whole point of you being there. Right, you're a facilitator. You're you're creating a safe container for people. So if it's not a safe container, you know. And listen, you know, for all the people who are so excited about being shamans or want to want to put this moniker of shaman on, uh, after the name, 
keep in mind that, you know, 150 years ago, if you were a shaman and the villagers came to you and you didn't heal them, they would set you on fire, right? And so, so maybe you should stop running around talking about like you're a shaman or a healer and pay more attention like to supporting other human beings to be in their own healer, right. in their own shaman and in their own guru, like the guru of one, right? All we're here is just, a, we're just a conduit. Yeah, we're just a conduit, right? And the the, the spirits that move through all things move through us. Om we're Guru Dev Namo. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a an idea that we always try to promote on the show is just like we have these conversations to for self empowerment so that people can be their own guru. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally. I want to talk about you guys mentioned the nervousness mm. uh, that comes with with deciding that you want to do this type of journey what's your advice like it can be this excitement it can be but I I also think that that like worry that it could bring you into a challenging moment is often a barrier to entry to people exploring this type of medicine what what are your what do you have to say on that intention and expectation two different things so first thing Mm, is create the intention let go of the expectation right right because everything that happens in journey is for you also, those scary moments are those are moments to celebrate, right? Because it usually is an opportunity to have a breakthrough and let go of a story, yeah. right? And if you met anyone who sits in ayahuasca ceremony, boga ceremony, or a mushroom ceremony, who's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm not nervous. Problem. Trust me, trust and believe that person is going to have a very challenging time, right? So coming to these medicines with tremendous amount of humility, reverence, and respect for, for these things, because this is, this is not easy work. Like you're, you're untethering, tethering yourself from the matrix, right? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, instead of being on autopilot, right? Which is everybody else is on autopilot, right? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They think they're making decisions, but basically they're just being controlled by the marketing machine. So you unplug yourself and then you have to drive your own spaceship. That is kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, that level of responsibility, right? Before this, you no, know, you were just, we were all living our lives as drones. Like I'm a this or that, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So scary stuff. So be like, celebrate. Like the, the, the ceremony you should be worried about is the one that you are not nervous about. Yeah, yeah. You know your your shadows and your quote unquote demons are really just divine messengers in disguise. Yes. Yep. So that's really like the space to lean into it and get comfortable sitting in the discomfort. Oh yeah. Um, because it makes then the waking moments seem a little bit lighter. Right. You're yeah. like, damn, it's not as bad as when I was vomiting in a bucket, in a bucket and crying for four hours. <laughs> right. Blindfolded in the middle of the woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you're like, this parking ticket is really pretty. Eh? Right. It's not vomiting in a bucket. We've all had that experience <laughs> of like, well, not we've all, I'm assuming that many people who listen to the show smoke weed or or eat Excellent. weed or, or, or however you choose to consume your cannabis. Right. And we've all had that experience of, you know, the anxious brain when you, when you get really high and, and mm-hmm. people ask the question or say, I don't smoke weed cause I get very anxious. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. I always think what, what you said, Charlotte, which is like those anxious thoughts are such a big part of your reality. And like, it, they're there, whether you're high or not, you just might not right. be aware. Exactly. Right. It's just amplifying. Yeah. And right. like now you're, and now you're stoned. So which means you're like a little bit chiller. So yeah. like take that time to then go in and be like, What's Dig in. That's oh, right. why do I feel anxious? When was the first time I felt anxious? 
oh, I was five. So didn't have a conversation with the five-year-old and love that. But do, do, this is a guy. So the West has some good, some good things. Child part theory. Young, young Carl Young was, was I, I really appreciate a lot of the lessons he, he shares about how to like manage the sh- shadow work. Like a lot of what you're yeah. doing is like yeah. digging deep into the shadow, like healing that trauma. Also, what I would say with cannabis is like, I know cannabis, you know, we is, it's very close to becoming a commodity. The way we communicate about cannabis is mm. not very respectful. This is a plant, a, a plant, a very powerful plant medicine. And if you consider what cannabis did for us, right? Uh, cannabis is, uh, was it 250 million years ago, cannabis split off from hops and decided, decided you know what? I'm going to build a relationship with everything with the spine and support its endocannabinoid system, right? Think about like how beautiful that medicine is. And then it propagated itself. It got us to propagate it mm-hmm. all around the world, right? So cannabis is like a beautiful sacred medicine Mm -hmm. and like people might want to consider before you consume that medicine, set an intention, right? And get away from like the THC level, I got to, you know, and focus a little bit more on it. And the actual, the terpenes are just as, just as important as the cannabinoids Mm -hmm. in informing your healing process. But cannabis is like, like, it, you know, we're just now learning about the endocannabinoid system. It regulates our homeostasis and this plant supported. We got to have more respect. So build relationships with cannabis, not like it's a commodity, not like it's here to do something for you. Ask cannabis, what I, what can I do to support you? Ooh, How can I, love I build that. relationships with you? Yeah, yeah, How yeah. can I be of service to you today, cannabis? Right, right. That's beautiful. So, y'all. Thank you. Yeah. That's so smart. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Me too. Guys. I know you guys have a, a psychedelic anti-racism speaker series coming up. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So I think that's like, you know, a really good full circle of where this conversation started, which right. is that the, the um, what folks are calling the psychedelic space is incredibly white, uh, mm-hmm. predominantly male. And but meanwhile, these medicines come from black and brown traditions predominantly. Mm -hmm. And so we saw this disconnect. We also realized that we were, you know, and this is no shade to anyone whose speaker series that we've been in or whatever, but the psychedelic space is still at the tokenism point where it's just like the things that we get invited to talk about are specifically like, race and psychedelics and less so like our individual experience or our knowledge base in this space it's like oh you're black and you do this thing so you have to talk about right that's so hard we decided to flip that a little bit on its head and say okay fine then we're gonna provide you know an educational opportunity to put our knowledge about race and psychedelics in one place with other people who are doing dope work and teach so folks about that um, and build that out as a series. So this is part one. It uh, will launch uh, in a few weeks and it's a four week series. Part one is about psychedelic social justice. So the intersection of psychedelics and things like drug policy and the war on drugs. Like why is it that there are not more black and brown folks in this space? Well, quote unquote drugs have been criminalized and we've been criminalized and the consequences are significantly and the consequences more, severe. Are significantly more severe. So that's one of the reasons, right. one of many, but you know, so we'll get into that. Then we'll get into how folks can begin a practice of reconnecting with their European shamanic traditions, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. back to this question of like, we all have shamanic traditions. We all have indigenous practices that connect us to the earth. 
how do you find yours and use them, bring that into ceremony as a means of resisting such heavy cultural appropriation. Not to say that, you know, we all have shared relatives, we have shared traditions, but really like tapping into what is closest to you and what and how can you bring that in to your practice. Then we'll get into confronting your personal bias through ceremony. Mm. Like how are you taking anti-racism to the medicine, really? Mm. And then how are you integrating anti-racism as part of your healing practice and part of your integration practice as well. So we have some amazing speakers lined up for that and I'm really looking forward to having that that conversation. You guys had one fave psychedelic to pick right now in this moment. Which one would you shout out? But like like my this my go-to medicine? Your favorite like of who's your boo. Like who's your boo right now? But if I had to do one if I had to do one, like I got for one medicine forever. forever. It's ayahuasca, hands down. No no question about it. It's sitting in sitting in the ceremony. Do you lead those ceremonies? Uh, no, that's a Schedule One substance. Yeah, we don't lead any. Su- we don't lead any ceremonies with legal substances. Oh. Yeah, because right. we are in a state where none of that is decriminalized yeah. in any way, and yeah. so and and so we're black in America, right? Yeah. So we have to be super careful about that discussion in doing this work because we don't want to not be able to continue doing this work. So yeah, and, that's and, and yeah. Richard, Richard Nixon's cousin is in the White House right now, so we got to be careful. Yeah. So, yeah, so right. we, that's why we talk um, about combo ceremony in Hape because that's such a, it, it is a really powerful journey mm-hmm. and it is not a schedule one substance. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, you guys, you're so cool. Everything you're doing is so cool. I wish we could go on a journey with you right now, although not virtually, because I think I would. <laughs> Let's do it. I re- I recently took mushrooms and like ha- I was trying to go on this like really cool hike on the mushrooms, but I like ate them. I was trying to go into this place under this water, and there was like a waterfall on these. Rocks. I was like, this is gonna be the place where I have this. I needed to have this, you know, moment. But they started hitting before I found the place where I was going and I had to take out my phone and look on my maps. And I was like in on the side of the road, like looking at this thing. It felt like for <laughs> a few hours. I don't know how long I was there for, but uh, the technology is is a it's challenging, challenging. Yeah. thing yeah. for me oh, yeah. personally when it comes to I like feel a like that says a lot. To the truth of the medicine. Literally, the when medicine our bodies like you don't just need like yeah, I like recently saw this the whole app that's getting released that's like log your journey and different, it'll take you through different meditations and playlists and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you encouraging? It's just encouraging people to be on their phone in a journey. And that's just like, find your five hour playlist, set your meditation press play, put it on the other side of the room, put your blindfolds on, be done. Mm. Like there's, you don't need to be interacting. I will like in the dark, find it and be like, Siri, voice notes and like ramble whatever into it so Mm. I can listen to it later. But like, don't look at your phone. Don't go, because that is like the hardest tether to the matrix. Just like untether. Untether. Yeah. Well said. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Can we, Please be best friends forever now. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if you guys listening are curious about where you can find more information or go on some journeys, go to, I think this is right, but please correct me, the Sabina Project.com. Yeah. 
And what about an Instagram journey or anything of that we're, We are at the Sabina Project on all platforms. Perfect. And uh, the SabinaProject.com. Yeah, you were right. Yay. Charlotte great. and Dre, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Bye. Thank Love you. you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Charlotte and Dre once again from the Sabina Project. You guys can check them out at thesabinaproject.com. Thanks also to our partners, Arvani, Orgain, and Peak Tea. Enjoying a little sip of Peak Tea right now. We're such fans of all of you guys. Go to our website for the links and the codes for those things. Again, check out the Sabina Project. And we hope you guys are all staying safe and mellow as these days continue on. We love you long time. Have a great life. life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how to do this. No, I want everyone to check us out over at So Retrograde on Instagram. We've got our awesome little newsletter that Steph and I put together every week with notes for the show. You can sign up for that over at thatsoretrograde.com. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. Namaste listening. Bye, guys. Peace. Let some things be retrograde Yes, that's how we